Dear Father of our Lord Jesus, we want to appreciate you because of this time again. Thank you because of the access we received through the death of your son. And we appreciate you so much. Lord, is our goal this moment that you will show us thy face. You will show us thyself like you revealed yourself to Moses. Moses asked, show me thy glory. But you didn't refuse him. You didn't decline. Rather, you said you will make all your goodness, all that is of you to pass before you. This is our prayer. That you will show us that glory. That we will see you. That we will know you as we, are, as we are known. Father, please. Do this for us, for that is sufficient for us. But then because of answering our prayers. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we appreciate you for your goodness. And then in this um, episode, we want to look at what I've titled Renewed in His Image. Renewed in His Image. To be renewed means to to be fashioned from the Greek word. The Greek word means to be fashioned, to be molded, to be made in his image. So we want to look at being molded in his image. That's a basic title. But besides what the title suggests, renewed in his image, what I actually intend, maybe I should start with that. What we trust that the Holy Ghost will help us with is to see God. You know, people believe that God cannot be seen. But the Bible did not tell us that. We will not be able to see his person. And that was why he has expressed his person in Christ. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. But there is a dimension of God we come into. That makes us feel him. That makes us touch him. That makes us encounter him. You know, I don't know why some people are just satisfied with um, with, uh, with with thoughts without experience. They will say they are adept in God. They are, they are adept in God. Why, why don't you touch it? Why, do you long, why don't you long touch it? No, we like celebrating others. We like celebrating words. We like language without experience. Father, please help us to touch you. It is my goal that I will see you. Because I cannot even develop myself. I cannot grow if I don't see you. So I pray for an encounter. And you know this encounter comes in the place of prayer. You will travel. Why do we need to see God? Because our nature is derived from him. We are offshoot of God. We have his offspring, like Apostle Paul, make the Athenians to understand. 
The more of him we see, the better we become. So we have to see. You know, we are quick to answer things. When we are asked, who do you look like? I look like God, like I was preaching a place some years ago. And I asked a question, a question rather. He said another person just stood up and answered it. Like my niece used to do. Even when they have not even pondered thoroughly. We are quick to answer it. Especially when it has to do with the legalistic aspect of redemption. Who are you in Christ? You are the righteousness of Christ. Yes, you are the righteousness of Christ. Nobody disputes that. Who do you look like? I look like God. Pretty answer. But how does God look like? God is like, how do you know? You know, we don't just use language. We, we trust that. Every language we deplore, that God will take that language and give us an experience. And what necessitates this study is a scripture I found in Colossians chapter 10. We are going to see it very briefly. Chapter 3, we're going to read from 10 to 11. And this um, session is somewhat a continuation of what we did on the nature of the new man. In that nature, the scripture we use was still the same Colossians, where we read that the inward man takes after the nature of God. It is created, it is renewed after the image of him who created it, who is Christ or God. Okay. Now, if this new man, the nature of my spirit being now, is recreated, is, 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 is remolded, is renovated, is renewed, in the image of him that created him, how does that image look like? That's my concern. And in seeking to look at that image that recreated him, we have to look at God, because God is the one that recreated him. Or Christ is the one that recreated him. Even let's say God. And I know in, in, in Matthew chapter 11, Christ has told us that nobody can see God except through him. Okay, then let me just narrate scripture. Let's read scriptures as I said. Then we'll trust that God will help us. Now, like I told you, the word renewed in the Greek word means anakainu. Anakainu means to renovate. So if you read from the knowledge of that interpretation, Anakainu, we will read Colossians chapter 3, 10, 11, and 12 like this. And have put on the new man, which is renovated. <laughs> which is, what does it mean to renovate? To beautify. To give a new look. It is, it is given a new look by knowledge. After the image of him that created him. Now this knowledge does not deform it. It helps it grow. Now. What interests me here. 
Now, we trust that by the grace of God, we are able to, we will be able to look at is what that image is like. We know the Bible is filled with different metaphor. God is fire, God is light, God is glory, God is love, different metaphor. But we must not just be impressed seeing this metaphor. We must know the implication. We must be able to break them down. Since nobody can walk into the presence of God, the person, Apostle Paul said, he dwells in immortality, which no one has seen, no can see. So since we cannot walk right in his presence, God must be able to, we must be able to break God down. Perhaps in concept we can relate with, relate with. And as a matter of fact, when God wants to deal with man, God relates to man by Revealing himself to man through which, sorry, revealing himself to man by the things man can relate with. That scripture again from the King James Version. And put on the new man, which is renewed, which is renovated, which is built up, which is made to look better which is brought to his best in knowledge after the image of him that created it verse 11 where there is neither greek nor jew circumcision nor uncircumcision barbarian sentient born nor free but christ is all and in all put on therefore as a letter of god holy and beloved bowers of mercies Humbleness of mind, meekness, and long suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If anyone have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave, you also forgive. Now we are looking at the image. And we are able to see what becomes the trait of this image that it is renewed. That image has humility on. That image demonstrates, is demonstrated in humility. That image demonstrates um, forgiveness. That image demonstrates meekness. It demonstrates loving kindness. This is our district. This is God. This is God's image. Jesus Christ told the disciples when he was teaching them about judgment. I think that should be Matthew chapter 25. He said, look, when the master of the of the Lord comes, he will separate the sheep from the goats. I will tell the sheep, come into the kingdom. Because when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you put me. And they will ask, when did we do this? Say, as long as you did it, when you show mercy, you are showing God. Especially as a new creature. Now, verse 11 tells us the nature of the spirit man. This nature is not gendered. It's not discriminated. It's neither man nor woman. What matters? The gender is Christ. It's not a male or a female thing. Christ becomes the gender. And this Christ is expressed in kindness, in, 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 in humility, in meekness, in forgiveness. You know, a natural man cannot forgive. Don't let us lie to each other. Let's face it. It is God. And that's why some of the teachings of Christ, I told you, they can be simple, they can be taught people under the law, but they are actually meant for the new creatures. Because those things cannot be done by the human nature. It takes God's nature and met and expressed out of man to leave those things Christ had said. 
we are looking at the image of God. What is that image of God? There is another similar scripture. You want to see God in the big picture. Okay, let's look, let's use the old King James Version. Let's read um, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 seems to be a recap of, I don't call it a recap, I mean, it's the same content as Colossians chapter 3. The same issue, like um, in the same content but to different audience. Apostle Paul wanted them to realize that God wants to demonstrate Christ out of us. Want to bring Christ out of us. You know, God dealt with us by faith. He gave us everything for free. He changed our nature. So that by that nature, we will produce Christ. He didn't tell us to change before he actually put Christ into us. He first put the Christ into us and then asked us to bring the Christ out. So come what we may, whatever the problem, whatever the matter, what matters to God and how God sees us, he sees us in the light of our new nature, not the old nature. So Apostle Paul now telling them, wanting them to see the God from whom they evolve, wrote to them that look, bitterness likes to not be part of you. That is not your nature. There is a nature in you. What it produces is that it produces joy, it produces patience, it produces love, it produces forgiveness. And look, when this thing is void in the life of a believer, then you can begin to note that that person is not allowing the life if actually he claims he has received it. And why won't you allow the life when you have received it? Ephesians chapter 4. Here we are going to see our state before we came to Christ. And what Christ made us. And what should be the response to what he had made us. How we should live as a result of what he had made us. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Now, this begins to give us a scope of who a Gentile is, an infidel, somebody who has not come to know God. They are driven by their mind. They do not see God. They do not desire God. Their logic, their perceptions, their inclinations, their impressions matters to them than what God is saying. Verse 18, having, under, having, the, having the understanding that can be alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of the heart. Now, another thing we see, that the difference between a believer and not a believer is not the charisma. It's not the way he dresses. Ah, look at Sister Karo. Look at the idea. It portrays that of a child of God. See, she does not wear trousers. Ah, see, she does not mix up jewelry. See, that's not what makes a Christian. The Christ-like life is not... <laughs> It's not a camouflage. It's not what we are. It's not what we put up. It is a lie. Yeah, Apostle Paul said, look, those who are out there have the understanding darkened. And in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 32, we learned that our faith in Christ, our salvation is actually a result of illumination. So before we became born again, our mind is darkened. 
When we came to Christ, we were, we, were, we were illuminated. Light came. We could see. Like one prominent Yoruba preacher said before he became a preacher, before he received the life of God, he used to dress, you know this morning dress that the so-called blacks, the niggas in Africa wear. Very bold, Built head, very long chain, very big t shirt, and with tattoos. He dressed like that. But that day, when he came to a meeting and the preacher preached, he went to the altar to, to, to receive the life, the offer of God. He said, immediately the prayer was completed and he opened his eyes. He said, for the first time, he realized who he was. That even he wondered how, 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 how would he would dress the way he dressed. But why has he not realized that in times past? The word of God told us that the evil dark. That is the state of the person who has not become born And that's why we don't argue with them. We don't argue to win a soul. We tell them the offer. If the Holy Ghost has not illuminated them, we keep praying for them until the illumination comes. But that's not where I'm going. He now said that they were alienated from the life of God. In other words, what makes the difference between us and them is not our preach. It's not that we read Bible. It's not that we pray. It's not that we fast. You know, we meditate. Sometimes they do that sometimes when they do something urgently. But what actually differentiates us from people in the world is the life of God. We are infused into the life. Our mind is illuminated. Now, verse 19 tells us what our life used to be before we came to know Christ. We've been past feelings have given themselves over to lasciviousness, to the works of uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. Those traits are not in Christ. Uncleanness, fornication, adulteries, lying, fighting, quarreling, stealing, bribery and corruption cannot be the trait of a child of God. First John chapter 2. First John chapter 4. First John chapter 5. Whoever is born of God does not sin. For the seed of God remains in him. And it cannot because it's the begotten of God. You see, Jesus and sin does not coexist. Meanwhile, you can be a child of God. You can receive eternal life. And these traits are still flowing out of your life. They, 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 they do straight, do, do, do not deny the fact that you have actually received the life. It's just a sign that you are not allowing the flow. And that was why Paul wrote in Galatians 5 that walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill in other words, you can't receive the life, but if you don't walk in the spirit, there will be the flow of the old man. Although the old man is, is removed, although the sin is washed again. But because, you know, Jesus Christ did not first save our habits, he saved our spirits. I believe that there, are, there is a level of anointing that comes over one, one that, although he used to be promiscuous, he used to steal. Is to lie that energy stops him from doing that. But sometimes, so spectacular move of God is not demonstrated always. Bless God whenever it's, it's, it's God's. You know, sometimes we so much expect the spectacular that we that, that we miss the supernatural because of how quiet, how slim it appears. We have not so learned Christ. So, yeah. Apostle Paul narrows that image in which we are created to be the image of Christ. 
Christ does not produce uncleanness. So if you are a liar as a believer, where does that come from? It cannot be from God. Then it shows you are not growing. It shows you are not deploring the nature that is in you. You have not learned Christ. You have not yielded to Christ. You have not yoked yourself with Christ. You have not infused yourself in it. If you infuse yourself in it, then it will flow. Apostle James gave us a picture. He said that a pure water, I mean a good water, we clone come from a good source and a bad water from a bad source. But good water and a bad source, bad water, uh, good water and a bad water cannot flow from the same pipe. We can't say we are of God here in the church and there we are something else. Something is wrong with us. He said that we are not genuine, which means we are hypocrites. All that we have received the life, the life has not grown. You know, I knew the Lord Jesus Christ very early in my life as a young boy and I was calm and reserved. I don't talk. I have a younger sister. She's very obscene, very stubborn, very busy. She used to. As a young lady, she'll be the one to be in the kitchen to cook. But she would not. And most often times, after I do the cooking and do the preparation, I call her now. Come and pack this thing. I remember those days. She would not. There one particular day, daddy had gone out. Mommy child had gone out. And we were very poor then. We have to make wood fire. From the earth. So I prepared, I think, um, a vegetable. I did some things, you know. After blowing, trying to fan the wood to fire. Flame it up. My whole eyes is, 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 is red already and discharging water. I did that all alone. Then I called my sister. She refused. And something, something that was so provoked. I mean, she did something very provoked. Maybe she turned the way the thing I prepared. Then I grabbed her. I beat her that night. I was a tired of it. <laughs> I was one again. Uh, I know Jesus. But anger was not dealt with. We were here to pray that Jesus Christ would deal with anger. And he dealt with it. You know sometimes when the Lord wants to help you, he turns your eyes over that which you are battling. Like someone was battling with anger. Sometimes they go, come to me. I said, I'm, I was battling with anger. I said, God to take it away. God has not taken it away. Father, the more I pray, the more things that angers me come. I said, what you have to do to know that God has taken it? That you pray that God will bring things around you that will make you to be angry. Then you exercise. You work it. We let it out. That's how we grow. That's the life you are called to. God did not qualify us after we have been able to exercise Self-control. He, 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 he qualified us for self-control then asked us to act what we have. God. Then after beating another day, my father's friend came and said, I wish that he, he meant to beat my sister. She was crying with calls all on her face. I was sweating. She was sweating. She dragged my trousers and 
I said, but I said I thought they call you pastor, and why do you? I felt bad at it. And that began my time to begin to require that this thing, Father, you've got to deal with it. So it's not just satisfied, you should not just be satisfied that you are, you are renewed in the image. There are two issues here. We dealt with the first one in the previous session. That we are renewed by knowledge of the person. We have to go to know the person who made us. And as we come to look at him, we are renewed, we are made like he is. But beside that, we've got to see the image of him that made us. Because our formation, our structuring, must be after the image. And if our eyes is not on the person who made us, then we can't form. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 20. You say you have not learned Christ. You have not paid attention to this image that is in you. And verse 21, if so be that you have learned him, you have walked with him. I would like to read from other versions and see what other versions says. And I've been taught by him. And that's where the knowledge comes from. That's where the spiritual knowledge comes from. The divine exposure comes from. You know, some people believe that spiritual exposure is when you read your Bible, you read your devotional, you pray and you fast. No. Spiritual knowledge is different from that. It starts from the Bible. But it begins when you begin to, to read the Bible and the Lord begins to deal with you. How does the Lord deal with you? He begins to show you things you have to let go. And you begin to struggle with Him. That is spiritual knowledge. That's the learning from Christ. It's not just Christ that says Christ fed 5,000 5, people. And the morals of the story is that you should always give people your thing. Or Christ um, raised the dead. The morals is that we should feel concern for others. That is literature review. There is an experience, there is a way in Christ that we only assess by learning this Christ, by seeing this Christ. Now, Mr. Tunas says that if you have learned Christ, but you know, Christ and, 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 and sin are not conducive, just as light and darkness. And that's why God made Christ to be the model. God is so sure of who Christ is. He knew that if he gets on the inside of us, he will stop those messes we are doing. So he didn't tell us to stop the messes to give us Christ. He gave us Christ to stop the messes. So now if now Christ then came in and then you, 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 you did not stop those messes, it means you have not allowed him to find his way. This is the gospel. This is the gospel. That Christ gave himself for us to deliver us from this present evil world. What does that mean? To deliver us from the pangos, from the habit that has held us. And look, the habit did not live before Christ came. Christ came to put his stop to death. And if that stop is not experienced, then friend, you need to demand an experience. Verse that you put off concern the former conversation, the old man, which is according to the deceitful laws. Now, when you read Romans chapter 6, you see that this apostle Paul there talks about the fact that our identification with Christ is the fact that what happened to Christ happened to us. We were actually buried with him. 
in the past tense. But now in the present tense, Apostle Paul said we have to put off. But he told those Romans that this was already done. Now this is what God is saying. Christ has worked in us the finished work. But there is the unfinished work. We are so much focused on the finished work that we do not allow the unfinished work, we, we, we do not allow the unfinished work to let the finished work find its expression. It is, I was crucified the class with Christ. It's an accomplished fact. But I have got to reckon it. Reckon means to take it to me, to yield to it, to allow it. We are recreated after the image. Imagine God steals. Or God is unjust. In Revelation, we saw the judgment of God upon the nations and upon Babylon. They are locked. And after the Babylon, the angels did not gather themselves whispering that God is not good. They didn't gather and start resenting God. They screamed with joy that God is just. So if there's one word we want to describe God with, we say God is just. What is an image? An image is a representation. It will not be actual that thing. So what actually represents God? He said that this new man is, is renewed, is renovated after the representation of him. What represents God? First Corinthians chapter 15 is actually shows your nature and how you should deal with people. How you should manifest the nature of God that made God to redeem you. But yet it's giving you a breakdown of God. Because God is love. And be renewed, put off the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the sinful laws, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Now it talks about the spirit of our mind is our spirit. When is it the, 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 the the, 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 the spirit of the music or the mind of the music with the music, the climax, the innermost, the most important, the main thing. So the, 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 the spirit of your mind talks about your spirit and put on the new man which after God is created. It is after God. I want to look at that image. And this thing tells us plainly, makes our story very simple. Although initially my intention is to take us through rigorous studies, take us through the Old Testament and see the symbolic demonstrations of God. For instance, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and, um, and 20, 26 to 28, say God made man in his own image after his own likeness. Man in God's image, in God's look, in God's expression, man is a demonstration of God. After his likeness, after God's desire. And that he may become corrupted. Man no longer desires God after his nature was corrupted. But now he has recreated us in Christ. Romans chapter 8. He may for you also predestined to be conformed, not to dog, not to monkey. He conformed to the image of the Son. And you, you see, for us to to be actually to conform to that image. Conform means to come to identify with. To be patterned after. To take after. To flow with. Now, to actually come to that experience, we have got to 
put our high. Like if we are to be an, uh, um, a master of a job, a sculptor, and somebody brings a work for you to model, what do you do? You keep that work in front of you. Whatever you are molding or you are carving, you are carving it in the order. If you do anything other than what is given to you, you are out of it. That's what God is doing for us. There is a scheme. And this this tells us the image. You see, God is not smoke. It's not some dust. It's not some cloud. He's a real father. He can be touched. He can be felt. He can be handled. Let me show you the scriptures. First John chapter 1. The Holy Spirit show us the Father, and that is sufficient for us. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, first John chapter 1 from, from verse 1, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested, and we have seen, and we bear witness and declare to you that eternal life was with the Father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard we declare to you that you may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. Now, check, look, look at what Apostle John told us. That that which was from the beginning. What is that thing that was from the beginning? God. You see, God is tangible. Depending on how intimate you are. Depending on how you stay at him, you seek him, you desire him. Say that thing that was from the beginning. Now we know God was the one that was from the beginning. He said, first we heard about it, you've heard about it, but we have seen it, we touched it, we handle it. And this thing that was from the beginning is not just a thing, it is life eternal. And when we Touch it. We discover that it's about fellowship. And that, fe- that thing made us to develop fellowship with that thing that was from the beginning, with that God that was from the beginning. I said, because you have now had fellowship, we want to tell you about this fellowship. You know that word God is an experience, not the concept. No wonder the early apostles formed the well. Because their eyes were on God who is speaking. Having learned Christ. Have you seen the Father? There was no goal in Christ. Is there no goal in you? This does not continue. But as a new creature, your reality should be the reality of the Master. In Romans chapter 8, we saw that Jesus Christ is identified as the first born amongst the brethren. If the first born amongst the brethren, then we should take after. Have you touched God? Have you seen God? Now we are going to examine the process or the means, the mechanics by which we touch God. Very soon. But let's get through the scriptures. And I put on the new man which is renewed after God. That new man, the na- if you don't know your spirit, you know in Colossians we read that it's never that your spirit man is neither a boy, it's not a girl, it's not a man, it's not a woman, it's not fat, it's not slim. It's after God, that's the stature. 
Romans, sorry, Ephesians chapter 4. He said that we should go to the stature of Christ. That stature has, 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 has no gender. It is Christ. That is the gender of it. That does not mean that when you die, you meet yourself as Christ. You don't have gender. You still become the woman you have. But your identity never is the identity of Christ. Who Christ is, that's what you are. Hmm. Maybe we want to do series on the love of the Father. What we see from 1 John chapter 4 and chapter 5, where the writer makes us understand that we are the replica of Christ. As he is, so we are. And who is he? Is the righteousness of God. His light, his love, basically. He's presented as the love, as a life. And that's our reality. Wherefore, putting all verse 25, chapter 4, verse 25, lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and see not, let not the sun go down upon your road, neither give place to them. Now, see, all these ones we are doing, they are effects. The reality, what is bringing out this is because we are recreated after him. And what's the recreation? What is that? What does that image of him that recreated us look like? Here we read in verse 24, he is created in righteousness and in holiness. Check those two words. I would like to see other versions. Two words, righteousness and holiness, they are not, they, they are two different things. Righteousness we receive from God. It's the nature of God, it's the rightness of God. Is the being of God. It's God's justice. It's God's omnipotence. It's God's holiness. It's God's glory. It's God's being. That's righteousness. And we receive that without walking. And that was what Apostle Paul said that you were dead with them. That is righteousness. You were nailed with them. You received the life. You received the nature of Christ. You received everything that is in Christ. That is the righteousness of God flowing to us. But beside the righteousness is the true holiness. What's the holiness? The expression, the flow of the righteousness in us. Hallelujah. We are no longer Gentiles. We have God. We have all. Ephesians chapter 2. Now before then, let's see some scripture that preceded this. Because this actually preceded something. Yet, Apostle Paul wanted us to know from 20 to 26 our nature of being. But before then, he made us realize in verse 11 that Christ actually gave men to us as kids and he gave them positions. Five positions. There are more, but five mentioned here. And he told us the scheme. Let's read from verse 12. For the perfecting of the sin, for the work of the ministry. Now, let me read from 11. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. For the perfecting of the sin, for the work of the ministry, for the defining of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith. And the knowledge of the Son of God, unto the perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of Christ, unto the measure of the fullness of Christ. Now, all these things are God's objective. What God is expecting from the new man. And in order to bring it, besides that Christ has done for us, he appointed man that should monitor that those things come out of us. So God is so curious, God is so particular about the new man and what it expresses. Jesus Christ told his disciples, he said, by this shall men know that you are my disciples, not that you blast in tongues. Not because you confess Christ, 
by love. And love is the nature that should flow out of the human. That's the nature of the human. That's how the humor is renewed. Now, why are we doing this study? Because the Bible says that if we don't know this, we cannot demonstrate it. This humor is renewed when he knows what he is capable of. Is it like somebody that is driving a very heavy car with a strong engine and is driving so slow that even Automobiles that are inferior to the one is driving is outrunning it. The problem is not the automobile, it's the driver. Let him go out of the way, let another person get there. So the velocity at which you move is not going to determine it is you. And it is inflamed by your knowledge. Christ is the grand subject. He wants to bring us to the fullness that we grow. So Christ is the son of God, but he needs to grow from the inside of us. Till we all come. So, verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints. We are not perfect. We are in the process of getting perfect. But how do we become? For, 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 it, um, till we come to the unity of faith. I'm going to come to the unity of faith. People think our unity of faith is when everybody comes together and we start preaching the same thing. We maintain the same emphasis. No. Now, see, we all, that all does not talk about everybody. That all talks about individual. See, we all, as individual, come to the place where we can see Christ the way he is. Where we can relate with them personally. And of the knowledge of the Son of God, till we know the Son of God, unto the perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of Christ, until this becomes the basis, the formation, the, the element in our soul, then, brothers, we will never see God. We will never express God. Although it's on the inside of us. Although it's on the inside of us. Now, how is God formed? How do we see God? Since we are looking for the image of God, how does that God look like? You have seen. He is recreated. He is recreated in righteousness and true holiness. But now what I want us to reflect on is how we fix our attention on that God. How do we see him? Where do we look upon him? Colossians make us chapter 3 verse 10 that we read made us understand that we have put on the pneuma. Ephesians chapter 4 tells us that we should actually put on the pneuma. We should deplore that name. We should let him find his way out of us. How do we set our eyes on the sun? How do we make the most use of what Christ has done? Let me read. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. 
But we all with unveiled face, beholding us in the mirror, beholding us in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just by the Spirit of the Lord. We behold as it is in the mirror, the glory of the Lord. Now, the mirror is a metaphor of the Word of God. James talks about the mirror. That he that behoves himself in the, in the law of liberty is a man that behoves himself, that is like a man that beholds be, himself in the mirror. So when the mirror is mentioned there, it symbolizes the word of God. As we check the word of God, as the word of God has been taught, it affects our heart. It affects our mind. Now, that James chapter 1, verse 21 says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. How do we lay aside all things? We are checking the mechanism by which we become who God is. By which we, 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 we create out a pathway for the expression of the Christ in us. James chapter 1, verse 21. Say, Therefore lay aside all filthiness that we have seen in Colossians and Ephesians. And the overflow of wickedness. And now he's writing to a new creature. A new creature can be a new creature and it's expressing all this. That does not stop the fact that he is. He was giving Christ to stop that thing. But when that thing is the when those things did not stop, this is the solution. You lay aside. No, by trying to suppress, you don't suppress, you conquer. That thing has been removed. The reality is not there. Imagine a lion that the teeth is removed. It could still roar, but when it's released, it cannot bite. Imagine a lion that is just dead. It could look so empty and fearful or fearsome. It could not attack. That was what Christ did to sin. He took it out of the way. He nailed it to his cross, Colossians chapter 2. He took off the handwriting, the impression, his influence. Is imprint upon us. So here we have to lay aside all feelings and overflow of wickedness and receive with, with, with meekness the implanted world which is able to see this. So what sees us? And you know all this bitterness, anger, hatred, they are an overflow of our soul. Our soul did not become saved. That's why it has to be renovated. It has to be renewed. That's why Apostle Paul said that it must be renewed in the mind of your spirit. Now, is your spirit as God said, but we have to let the spirit influence the mind. The operation, the technology of the operation of your spirit is influenced by mind. But let your spirit so grow that it overpasses, that it influences your mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to receive this. Now check the word. He didn't say receive the word. He said implanted. The word that has been deposited. So Christ is still the solution. Christ is the implanted word. First Corinthians chapter 15. Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthians. He said, he said the gospel that I've ministered to you, he said, is the one that gave you this faith. He's the one that gave you this experience, except you believe in me. 
Colossians chapter 1, verse 23. He said that if you continue in the gospel, okay, let me see, let me, let's do that Colossians chapter 1, chapter 2, 23. I want to do something there. That there is a need for continuous growth. That is our emphasis here. And that is by the word of the Lord, as we yield to the word that we have received, no new word, no new gospel will remove it. Empty your mind will not remove it. Yielding to Christ will. Conscious submission. Now let me read. Okay. Colossians. Chapter 23. Let me read from 21. And you who. And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. You now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh. He has a finished work. The past tense is a completed work. Through death. To present you holy and blameless and above reproach in a sight. Now, verse 23 now presented something that seems to be a bit different to what we read in 22. He said, if indeed you continue in your faith, granted and steadfast, and you are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I Paul became a minister. Do you hear that? This thing we are talking about is not what we are. We are not bargaining for what is going to happen. It's what has happened. But we have to join efforts. And that's why Paul called us co-laborers. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1. Apostle Paul said, look, we are working with God. We have to join our efforts with God. It's not going to be empty by emptying your mind. It's going to be in submission, in, in, in looking at this. The word of God says that we, we behold in the mirror. We are being changed. And we are trying to check the, the, the metaphor of mirror, which we call the word of God. And here we, 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 in James chapter 1, verse 21, we, we, we learned that there is an implanted word. And that implanted word is, is Christ. It's the gospel of salvation. It's the same gospel we are hearing. It has the same solution. It's not going to be another one. Now let's check. Verse 22 now says, But be doers of the word, and not the hearers alone, deceiving yourself. For if a man is a hearer of the word and does not do it, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. That's where I'm going to. In the mirror, the metaphor, a mirror. For he observes himself and, and goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of manner he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, that continuity, like we read in, 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 in Colossians now, continuity. You keep studying, you keep praying, you keep seeking God, you keep desiring Him. You don't do it at a time. It's not a jackpot. It's not, it's not a game of, of win and lose. You eat it at a time, it's not working, you stay there. <sighs> Glory be to God for heaven. He will look, verse 25, but he will look into the, the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. And it's not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. Can you see that? Do you hear that? Do you understand that? Even our master himself said that I would liken the person who keeps my word to be a wise person. Will you be wise this day? And why would he be likened? To a wise person because he does. There is a finished work of Christ. What we do not need to labor for to enter. The rest of God for us. But there is the unfinished work where we need to stand in. 
where we need to engage in battle. Now, let me mention some of the things that cause us to grow. I think that's necessary. Now, what's the content of the knowledge of God? When we are studying of God, what do we seek to understand about Him? I'll mention seven things. Number one, we have to study our oneness with Christ. How we became one with Him. Hmm. The Holy Ghost reminds me of Scripture. In Hebrews chapter 11, let's see it. All these things are necessary. No, Romans chapter 11, not Hebrews, Romans chapter 11. Mm. Please be seven. Chapter 11. Okay. Verse 16. For if, let's read from 15. For if they have been cast away, is reconciling of the world. What will be the acceptance? What will the acceptance be but life from the dead? That's talking about the fact that the Israelites were caught up so that we can be engrafted. Now we are engrafted. Now see what happens to us when we become engrafted. That's where I'm going with 16. For if the first fruit is holy, the lump also is holy. What's that talking about? We take after the image of him. You don't come into this reality until you begin to see the nature of God. If the first fruit is holy, the lump also is holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. That is the facts. Room Hebrews chapter, chapter 2. Yes, chapter 2. Says that he that sanctifies and he that sanctifies are all of one. Our identity with Christ. So you have to study your oneness with Christ. No, but you have to study the victory of Christ over self, over sin, over Satan, and you reckon yourself so that, that is expressed out of you. What does it mean to reckon? To reckon simply means to take up what has been done, to acknowledge. To, to, to count something that is done to your account. To estimate something, to, 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 to take a charge, to attribute that something that is done for a while or that is done sometimes is done on your behalf. To adjust, to conclude that something is done for you. To apply something to yourself. To find yourself in something that somebody had done. That, okay, they should sweep the class. James had gone to sweep. When James sweep, he sweep for the whole class. Everybody does not need to pick a broom to sweep. James act there stands for all oh, that was what Christ did. So you, as you begin to seek for the knowledge of God, you begin to look at the victory of Christ over self, over sin and Satan, and you reckon that He did it for you. Number three, you've got to look at the authority of the believers, your authority over sin, your authority over evil thoughts. You banish that thought from your from your mind. Number three, you have to 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 feed and to study the love of God. I want to recommend you download E.W. Kenyon's The New Kind of Love. Number four, you study the purpose and intentions of God for the church and for the world. Romans, no, 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 Holy Spirit, me. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, 4, 5 tells us that God has predestined us that we may be holy and blameless to Him. That portion we read in, in, in Ephesians chapter 4, 17 and 18, tell, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 
17 through 27, we learned that the new man is renewed in righteousness and in true holiness. That is our nature. That is our focus. That's the intention. Number six. We have to study, we have to focus on our purpose as God's co-workers. Number seven, we have to study the immutability, the immortality of God, and the power of the age to come we have tasted. We have come to taste of this power. This power remains unchangeable. And that's why you must know who you are. If you will make any spiritual progress, you are now a new creature. You are now restored into the image of God. You are, you are God's beloved. You are accepted. Your sins are forgiven. You are the life of God. You can win. Um, the seed that is in you is incorruptible. It cannot sin. You cannot manifest God. But something affects whether you walk in this reality. Your knowledge. How much you know about your reality determines how you operate these modules. We are to keep seeking God and not who we are. We are to seek God. We are to find him and not to find ourselves. It's why we find God that we find ourselves. We find ourselves because we know that we evolve from him. Just as a water is water anywhere. Just as fire is fire anywhere. Just as shako is shako anywhere. We become who we are made of because we are made of God. This is one of the greatest truths that must be taught to the new creatures. Why the new creatures? Because we become new creatures because our master became the first fruit. It destroys sin. Because the corrupted nature of us have been taken so that we can be like God. And God needs this new creature for good works. God needs men and women who are emptied of self or filled with themselves. So the more of God we see, the better our life becomes. Declare our, our pathway. And this is God's greatest burden for us. I want to tell you I made in his image. I want to tell you his hand is resting upon you. You have got to desire that God will give you a spiritual experience. You have got to request you know, spiritual experience, it's not that you read your Bible. It's that the spotlight of heaven is over your life, showing you things you need to adjust for. Showing you your struggles with God. And the need to let go of some things. Can you pray that God will help you? That God will help you. That God will help you. Now, let me pray for you. Father, thank you because of this time. It's a real privilege to learn all these things. You are showing us these things because you want us to evolve into you. You want us to become just as you are. Your word says, as we behold you in a mirror, we are changed. And it's our goal that we really walk in this reality of our change. Help us, Father. Help us, Father. Help us, Father. Epos Father. Epos Father. Epos Father. To walk in the reality of who you are. In Jesus' mighty name.
Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that time. Thank you.